0: Welcome to the show. It's Phil here, and it's the STL Soccer Report. It's been a minute, uh, but, you know, I try to get something out at least once a month, and a couple of months, it's going to happen twice a month. That's that's good. That's not bad. Um, if you're missing my voice, and I can't imagine you are, but if uh, you do want to hear more USL news and um basically a chat show <laughs> about the entire usl i am also on the usl show so so check us out we're all on the beautiful game network and um i do need to say also that this is the stl so- uh, stl soccer report sponsored by Roughneck scarves before we get too far here um yeah Uh, this is a cool show. It's a crossover show. I think it's my second crossover show. Um, I need to do these more often because it's such an easy way to actually get out there and get an STL soccer report show out there. Um, But this one is with Thomas Viola of the uh, Las Vegas soccer betting hour. And um, they talk about Vegas. They talk about betting for soccer. We, we talk a little bit about that in the, in the show, but um, mostly this is a show for us to kind of talk about each of our teams to kind of chat about that. We chat a little bit about, um, I went to Vegas to go to, uh, watch a bunch of world cup games in a row with my, with my in-laws and friends. And, um, while I was there, we went to a Vegas lights game and met him, met Carson Merck there um, and had a good time. I I say in here that I was out of it and I feel bad but um, he was a a good host and I'm glad I got to meet those guys in person it rarely happens with this whole world of soccer podcasts that we're in so that was really nice Um, I won't say much more, I just wanted to let you know what you're about to hear and that it is a crossover show so uh, Thomas is doing a lot of the hosting until I kind of take over for a little bit there but uh, did it it at all so this is the whole thing our whole conversation and uh, I hope you enjoy it
1: and welcome back to the Las Vegas soccer betting hour I'm your host Thomas Viola joining me today Phil Grooms of the USL show and also a little bit in the know on St. Louis are you not Phil yeah I got a show STL soccer report as well
0: I just don't uh since I joined the USL show I haven't had as much time to, to spend on that but you know once
1: a month twice a month I get something out there I mean, hey, once a month, that's still good enough. Uh, Better than the lights have had in terms of home games in the past several months. We've barely been at home. We've been on the road this whole time. Finally back for a little bit in August. But this week, sure enough, back again on the road, visiting you guys out in St. Louis. And this is going to be a real interesting battle. This has a lot of implications. You guys sit just three points ahead. Same number of games played at 21 what do you what, what are you expecting to see out of St. Louis and what are you expecting to see from this contest?
0: I think we're gonna see St. Louis feeling like uh, they they really messed up away when you guys beat us one uh, zero. And I think they're gonna want that back and I think they're gonna want more than a goal in order to do it um, because um, at least even from what I've seen, Vegas, um, you know, it's that one zero 0 scoreline doesn't seem like a normal thing to me. Like they, they seem to want to win a lot or lose a lot and just go all out no matter what happens. And so, you know, one goal isn't really safe against Las Vegas, in my opinion. So um, I think they'll be looking to score more than one for for maybe for a change. I guess lately it's been pretty good. Um, but but what do you think about Vegas coming to St. Louis? What do you think they're thinking?
1: I, I it is very tough to get inside the head of, of a lot of these guys, especially Isidro. I was sitting in on the broadcast call earlier this week on Tuesday, and I think, the strange thing is that the the team doesn't care about. You look at their, uh, their their last win against Rio Grande. They were outpossessed by a huge margin. I think it was three to one. They managed to get the one zero scoreline again that they've gotten in, a, in the past couple of these games. It's not the kind of game that they want to play. They want to play this open attacking style, but instead, they haven't had much possession. They were outshot seven to two in terms of shots on target. But then they were just able to get that one lucky goal on set pieces because they practice the set pieces so much to try and compensate mm. for a little bit of lack of uh, finishing up front, up top. And it makes it tough because they play their home games like road games almost. But I think that that can almost be an advantage on the road since you're just used to playing the same style all the time now. But then again on the road, we've seen them lose four nothing to Phoenix. We've seen them lose seven to two to uh, LA galaxy too. it's it, it's been, it's been wildly inconsistent and tough to really get a handle on how they're going to come out and play. But I think with some of the new guys, I think we're going to see uh, Salgado and Mendiola up top more. And so I, I don't know. I think this could be a game where they say, Hey, we went out and beat these guys at home. We can do the same thing on the road. I, they might, they're going to try and play aggressive, but I'm curious to see how this one actually turns out.
0: Yeah. Do you think, um, do you think they care about possession? I know, I think I saw, you know what, from what I've seen of Vegas, they do care a lot about, about set pieces. And, and that's something that's kind of helped St. Louis win, um, a recent game, uh, like two games ago, um, against why am I blanking Reno? um, So do you think they care about possession? Because they kind of do just kind of grab, you know, they kind of grab some goals and in just some crazy fashion in a lot of the games I've watched. I don't know if that's luck of the draw, though.
1: It definitely has been luck of the draw, but I can unequivocally say that this team does not care about possession. Every time you bring up this stat with Isidro, he says it doesn't matter. He loves to pull out this quote, we're the only team that attacks without the ball. And, from what I've gathered, it, it can be tough with the translation. He says some things that he, think, <laughs> like he, he can say them in Spanish and they'll make more sense than they do in English. But I, I think that what he's trying to say is the way that they play the attacking press and try and win the ball back and then just try and go on these quick counterattacks where they put these long balls up yeah. for their strikers. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's not so much. they, they, they very much do not care about winning the possession battle. They care more about the shots and the shots on target, but the problem for them has been those shots on target. They, they matched Rio Grande Valley 15 to 14 in terms of shots in, in the game. But again, it's that seven to two margin in shots on target where they haven't been getting those, but a great performance from Ricardo Farinho, third clean sheet of the season for him. And you, you come out with a one zero win. I just don't think that that is going to be the blueprint to make a deep run in the playoffs, especially with the schedule coming up the way it is. And Mm -hmm. so that's something that does concern me going into a game against the St. Louis team that can very much take advantage of some of that.
0: That makes a lot of sense. That's a that's a good thought is, is that, yeah, I think you guys would want a little more than that uh, in order to get into the playoffs safely. And that's that's something both teams have their eye on. Suddenly St. Louis and Vegas are near each other in the standings and not terribly far from the playoff line. Uh, it's within reach by the end of the season easily if, if things go our way. Um, but um, you, you also mentioned a few other things about um, some of your attackers, and I want to maybe talk to you about that because um, Raul Mendiola, you mentioned him, and everyone knows Sammy Ochoa. We've heard a little, bit, a few unsettling things from fans about him this season. Um, but you know, as I was taking like one minute to kind of look into Vegas before we started talking, I noticed that Mendiola had five goals in ten games, whereas the, everyone else has got five or fewer goals in in twenty games, basically. So is is that something this guy suddenly came in and, and kind of took charge up there uh,
1: in a way I would say yes I think that part of it was over the beginning course of the season the team was just having difficulty finding the back of the net at all Samuel Ochoa went on this really really long dry dry spell where he just could not score and then I think almost all of his goals came May or June or later in the season so far but I think a part of that has been Mendiola coming in and providing an extra layer in the attack that Freddy Adu Hasn't quite been bringing to the team because Sammy is very much a target striker. He, he's going to be a target man that you can put it into the box and he can, he can make the passes and he was just struggling with the finish. But then they brought in Mendiola, who is this much faster, quicker striker. Hmm. And, in the goals that he, you've seen him be able to pick apart defenses in a way that Ochoa hasn't been able to do on his own. So I think bringing Mendiola in really was that catalyst to kind of spur the light's attack on. And then now, bringing in Omar Salgado, they have been able to add an even, even an extra layer onto it. And I think once those three all start playing together on a consistent basis, this last week was the first time since week one that Chalice had a full roster to choose from and hmm. we have been dealing with injuries, suspensions, things like that for so long. And now that they have a chance to actually play up top together, I think the lights attack could finally start to be like it was envisioned to be at the start.
0: So are all these guys playing at the same time on
1: the field? Um, so far, we haven't really had that in the lineup. because saw just got here. He wasn't able to play until the July, uh, until the transfer window opened back in June. And so they haven't really been able to get on the field at the same time. But now I believe that we saw it in one game. And then Mendiola kind of came on at the end uh, last week against Rio Grande, if I'm not completely mistaken. But we haven't seen them in the starting lineup, I don't believe yet, together. Interesting. Um,
0: you mentioned uh, Ricardo Farino. Farino and, uh, um, first of all, do you speak Spanish that not at all. Okay. Yeah. I didn't think so. I think I might've asked you because what I wanted to bring up was, um, I did visit Las Vegas during the first week of the, of the world cup to kind of watch a million games all at once, uh, without kids and wives around to kind of, uh, <laughs> distract us jobs on top of that, actually more so. Um, and, and I, tr- I went to a Vegas game and you introduced me to Fariño, which was awesome. Cause that was just like, you know, three, four or five weeks after the, uh, famous goalkeeper counterattack and um yes. it was kind of cool to to meet him and and be at the game and experience the Las Vegas culture that is is so famous and um I know it, it gets a rap for being kitschy and and it really it is I suppose But it it is like, I really enjoyed it. I I thought it was a lot of fun. It was a fun environment and um, it was just a party is all anyone seems to care about there. And I mean, I'm sure people like it when you guys win and prefer it when you guys win. I'm sure there are some really pure soccer, uh, fans out there. In fact, I did talk to this, uh, an older Mexican gentleman that was kind of keeping me up to date on what was happening throughout the game. But, um, I absolutely loved the atmosphere there. And I wanted to at least say with you on, on the line that it's not, it's it, it, well, it, the ideas can be kitschy at times. The atmosphere itself is just such a party and, and it definitely, I haven't been to like an RGV game or a Los Dos game, but um, the Latino atmosphere is intense and quite amazing, um, there. Can you maybe tell me about your experiences so far in that way?
1: It, I, I fully agree with you. It is a very unique experience and I'm not just saying that because that's what we're tra- the team is trying to market as obviously, I'm on the payroll there, but I'm not trying to speak from a position of a paid employee here. I genuinely do believe that this atmosphere is unique. What they have here, they're kind of embracing both the Latino Hispanic culture that exists here in Vegas as this homegrown rooted culture while also bringing in the Las Vegas party entertainment capital of the world atmosphere that they're known for. We've toned down the DJs and the music a little bit as we've kind of found <laughs> our footing and tried to find the proper balance of everything between traditional soccer oh, and traditional it. Hispanic soccer environments and the party. But it's, it's a fun time and it's fun no matter who you are. If you're the 23-year-old single guy in Vegas, if you're the family of four, if you're the Hispanic crowd, it, it, it's a great time and there's something there for everybody to enjoy and the team actually has been winning. We've won our last four at home now. Yeah. So the ga- the game. If you're, if you've been coming out to see some good results, we've had them.
0: Yeah. Um, first of all, I wanted to say, like I said a second ago, I love the DJ. I actually really enjoyed that even though it's, it's kind of, you know, not a typical soccer move to play DJ music every time there's like a stoppage or the end of everything. Um, but I liked it to be honest with you. And I wanted to say that we met a lot of people at the world cup, just around Vegas, everywhere we went to watch a game, we'd make new friends. And one of the friends, the groups of friends we met were these, uh, Mexican, Mexican American dudes that are from Fresno. And of course we were like, okay, we're going to come to Fresno and you guys have to go to a game with us. And, and they were all about it. They were excited about Fresno. So we were trying to, uh, evangelize the USL, if you will. And, um, I think that worked because they went with us to the Vegas game and of course they're bilingual. And so they were like, all right, we're going to go speak Spanish. They got really excited to go hang with the, uh, the Mexican supporter group. And they came back. First of all, I was I was worn out because we got up at like 3 or 4 in the morning to watch the first World Cup game, and then we went to your game at 8, and I had been drinking all day (laughs) and I hadn't slept. (laughs) So I wanted to apologize that I was so out of it and I didn't even go over there, which I regret now, but those guys went and they came back so excited. They said it was one of the best times they've had at a soccer game and um, they can't wait to go to a Fresno game because of that. So I want to at least let you know and and all the listeners know that the Vegas has a good thing going. So we brought some people and they were very impressed.
1: I'm very glad to hear that. It, it it's been a fun experiment here coming in kind of how I did on the ground floor. My first day on the job was actually the first game versus Vancouver. And it it, it is it has been a wild ride, I'll say the least, to say the least. <laughs>
0: um cool man. Uh I placed one bet while I was in Vegas and it was over a soccer game. I think I bet on Iceland over Argentina which which almost came true. Um, your show is called the betting hour. So do you guys, I haven't listened to a full show that you actually talk about betting. I've heard you, you talk about Vegas, but, um, are, do you place bets on a weekly basis?
1: Personally? Um, most of my bets are hypothetical. We do a <laughs> little thing. I have a fake thousand dollars for the show and we've tracked my wins and losses on that. Um, unfortunately the life of a broadcasting intern slash radio show host means that you have to be a little bit more careful with uh, how you're going to spend your money and sometimes going down to the casinos, not quite the best thing to do when you're balling on a budget, so to speak. Dude, I don't but, gamble. I'm the worst.
0: So that, that one game was all I allowed myself and I lost $20, so that was, that was all I lost.
1: <laughs> I, I, I actually am wearing my Gilfie cigarettes in Iceland jersey right now. Nice, very nice. I, yes, I, but um, my father has actually come to two games. Now he flew out to Vegas for his birthday. We spent a great weekend and he came to one of our games. Then my whole family came out for the 4th of July weekend. And both times he went and he took the lights and he took the over and he's four for four on his bets from those two. He's made a solid 80 bucks off the team. (laughs) That's awesome.
0: Good for him. (laughs) I'm jealous of that kind of a winning streak. Yep. Um, I kind of took over your show. I apologize, Thomas. Is there anything you want to ask me about St. Louis or anything?
1: Um, in terms of how the season has gone for you guys, moving ba- uh, m- 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 moving on now as we're over halfway done, what have you seen in terms of the improvement in the squad? How Essentially, how different do you think this team is than the one that lost 1-0 to Vegas in Cashman Field? Uh,
0: actually, that team, I don't think it's different at all. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I'm going to try to find the game while I kind of stall here. But um we have this guy that's made a huge difference, and his name is um, oh, Pierre De Silva. And he's a guy that's from Orlando City. played with OCB last year with our coach, um, Poulis, Anthony Poulis. And, um, you know, he has made a huge difference because he is just, you know, St. Louis defends well. Um, they make mistakes in the back here and there that have killed them throughout the entire season. Uh, the Vegas game being no um, no small part of that, it's definitely one of the ones we look back on and think, well, one slip up in the game and we paid for it and lost three points. Um, and so that happens throughout the season. But most of our team is is you know, they're, they're defenders. They're guys that are there to their job is to defend and attacking comes second. It feels like often. I'm not sure how true that is for Poulos himself, but that's how it feels like on a game day. But to Silva came in and you can tell the guy gets frustrated when, you know, the ball isn't able to make it to the front line and he'll kind of rush up and, and find space, get the ball and send it forward. And it's just been the right the the best thing for St. Louis to have someone that can do that um, regularly and and be a threat on goal on top of that for goals and assists and um, he's scored uh, at least one goal maybe two by now every time he's been with us and I'm not getting the game up that I'm looking for so I'm gonna s- skip that um, but he's someone to watch for um, where if he was in Vegas no excuses but if he wasn't in Vegas and he happens to be in St. Louis when you guys come here this week. Um that's one guy that is gonna make a huge difference for our squad. Um, but honestly, we kind of got healthy right right when we played you guys, so really no excuses. Um if you guys hang in there and and you're within a goal or it's tied, you guys have a good chance to to steal one at the end for sure. So
1: I, I definitely think it's gonna be a pretty good game. And actually, uh pardon my plug here, but if you are listening here in Vegas and you want a great place to watch on Saturday night starting at 5 p.m., the Plaza Hotel and Casino pool deck is going to be open. It is going to be free. We are having a huge watch party there. Carlos Alvarez, a couple of the the lights players who aren't traveling with the team are going to be there to watch. There's going to be a putting green. There's going to be bingo. There's going to be a photo booth. It's going to be – it's the lights. We know how to throw a party. Come on out. Watch the game with us. It's going to be a great time and a great way to beat the heat here in this Vegas summer. can back that up. It was fun. And actually Vegas, you know, I would say a a night game
0: in St. Louis is nastier than a night game in Vegas. It feels pretty good at night in Vegas.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's really not that bad in terms of the weather. I mean, right now it's 115 and I'm not looking forward to getting in my car after this and going back home Mm -hmm. and getting third degree burns from my steering wheel. But once it gets down to nighttime, you, it, it kind of cools off a little bit. Not as much as my hometown in uh, Cal- in San Jose, California, where it dropped mm. down to the 60s at night. Oh, yeah. But the key, the key is the lack of humidity, I think.
0: Yep. It makes a difference. But, yeah, during the day, there are times when it's just unbearable if you stay out there too long. Um, and I finally found that De Silva was not playing against you guys when we played last time. Um, I will, however, say that I'm not sure he's going to be there this week because I think Orlando city is, is kind of reevaluating him and hopefully we'll get him back. I'm not sure if we will. Um, but we also picked up a new player that perhaps is someone like him because we saw how successful he was. So we'll see, we'll see
1: what happens on Saturday. It will be very interesting. Thank (laughs) you so much for your time, Phil. I really appreciate it. Best of luck before we go. Uh, first, what's your prediction for the score? Oh, boy. Um, I think it better be St. Louis
0: gets two goals. So I'm going to say, best case scenario, I'm going to guess St. Louis 2, Vegas 1. I'd be surprised if you guys didn't steal at least one goal.
1: Um, I, I got I to side with Vegas here. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with the reverse score line at 2-1 for the away team.
0: Yep. I get it. I get it. You're wrong, but I get it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll, we'll have to see. Uh, the important thing. Both faring better than Carson Merck's 0-0 prediction from the Rio Grande Valley game last week. That's all that really matters. Indeed. (laughs) Where can people find you on social media, Phil?
0: Um, Okay, on Twitter, it's STL Soccer Report, or Phil Grooms is two L's and two O's.
1: All right, and any anything else you want to plug? Want to plug
0: your shows? Oh, yeah. I mean, STL Soccer Report is is on the BGN network, uh, which you guys are a part of. And, of course, I'm on uh, the USL show, which has gone live, which is the coolest thing that's happened recently, is uh, you can chat to us live while we're on, on, on air. And so we do that every Monday night, um, 8 o'clock Central, 9 o'clock Eastern, six o'clock Pacific. I got that backwards today when we were supposed to meet. (laughs) So I had to check myself there before I I spoke. But uh, the chat's been really, really fun to have people ask questions and often correct us as we go. (laughs) It's been perfect.
1: Sometimes I wish we had that on here, except uh, I'd like some corrections on my game predictions before they happen. Yeah,
0: no kidding. Like I said, I can't gamble for those reasons exactly.
1: It, It can be very tough. I'm glad the Premier League's coming back this week because betting on the M betting on MLS. It's difficult. I mean, you come out FC Dallas undefeated at home, play in the San Jose earthquakes, earthquakes win three, one. You can't, you can't predict it. You can't predict stuff like that. way too much parody. (laughs) Absolutely. I I love to see it though. Makes for a competitive league and fun to watch Phil, Thank you so much for coming on the show. Once again, Phil grooms of STL report and the USL show all part of the beautiful game network, just like us here on the Las Vegas Soccer Betting Hour. Don't go away. We're going to have some more Premier League predictions for you. And we'll take a look at some of the games that are still going on live right now, right when we get back. Stick around.
0: All right, that's the show. Thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, also thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier of MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your grouper team at roughneckscarves.com. I also wanted to let you know that you can find Thomas Viola, the guy you just heard me talking to. Uh, His Twitter is at TV at work. He was kind of doing his hosting duties at the end there, and I wanted to make sure, uh, since I didn't ask him about his, that... um, he's able to tell you guys where you can find him. So uh, check out Thomas if you like to hear about uh, soccer betting. It's not just about Vegas, uh, Vegas Lights. It's Premier League's about to start, and they're going to talk about that. So um, should be a good time. I need to listen to it a little more, even though, like I said, I don't gamble at all uh, for obvious reasons. So um, again, thanks for listening and hope to be talking to you soon.